Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachar Ness, and in each episode, we highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley, that this spring will offer special volunteer vacations designed for visitors to spend a day doing a stewardship project and another heading out on the wild Tillamook coast for adventure. It's free and a way to have fun and give back, and we'll have more details on this experience just a little bit later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department invites Oregonians to explore parks during winter and spring to experience the beauty of those seasons. If you're camping, remember to buy firewood from the park or nearby community to avoid bringing invasive species, such as the devastating emerald ash borer, into parks. Learn more about protecting Oregon's ash trees at stateparks.oregon.gov. All right, in today's episode, we're talking about Oregon's reservoirs in the Willamette Valley, including an interview I did with Oregon Public Broadcasting. I'm also going to expand a bit on why the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is planning to basically empty four of Oregon's popular reservoirs this summer in the name of helping endangered salmon and steelhead. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. Well, today is going to be a pretty short podcast, kind of a quick hit, but it centers on reservoirs in the Willamette Basin and a long story that I just published. So on one hand, we have great news about Detroit Lake and it having a great recreation season. But on the other, we have a pretty controversial news about what's going to happen at four Willamette Basin reservoirs near Salem and Eugene. Basically, the four reservoirs, which are Green Peter, Lookout Point, Fall Creek, and Cougar will be dropped to extreme low water levels with the aim of helping endangered salmon migrate downstream to the ocean. So I'm going to get into all that, but first I'm going to play an interview I did with Oregon Public Broadcasting just this morning. It focused mostly on Detroit Lake. I get into the other news towards the tail end of the interview, but we'll pick it up after that. So first, here's that OPB interview. This is OPB. I'm Jeff Norcross. Well, the wet April has been good news for a popular recreation spot about 50 miles southeast of Salem. And Zach Ernest, you've been writing about this for the Statesman Journal. What is happening with Detroit Lake? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Um, So Detroit Lake is in great shape. Uh, The reservoir reached its full pool level earlier this week, which means that it's at the highest level it's going to go. And that means all the boat ramps, the docks are ready to go. Uh, People can go store their boats in the marinas, which is a big deal. And all the campgrounds are right next to the water, which everybody likes. You can get into the little hidden coves. It's just a good thing for Detroit and the Sanium Canyon, which is still kind of on that long road back from the devastation of the 2020 Labor Day fires. Yeah. And as warm as it's going to get, uh, can we expect that reservoir to fill up even more with the snow melts? I mean, if it's as high as it's going to get, could it get higher and could that be a problem? 
They won't let it get higher. They have, you know, kind of a, a hard cap on the top of it where they feel safe keeping that water level. So they'll just release more as some of that snow melt comes in. The good news is, I mean, the snowpack is really good. It's 258% of normal for this date in the Willamette Basin. That's the best since 2011. And what that typically does is keep the reservoir full um, throughout the, you know, throughout the summer, the high tourism season. So it's a good thing. A lot of it could melt. Yeah. And that's not ideal, but there's enough snow that I think it'll be okay. Yeah. You touched on this a little bit ago. How, how important is Detroit Lake to, you know, the town of Detroit Lake and, you know, the other, other towns that surround it? Oh man. So, so important when the lake doesn't reach that full pool, when it's low and you're looking at stumps and lake bottom everywhere, uh, when they can't store their boats at the reservoirs, the town just doesn't bring in nearly as many people. There was an economic study from Oregon State that calculated low water there meant 11 million in negative economic impacts. That's just because the tourists don't show up, don't spend the money. So they watch that lake uh, level very closely. It's a big deal up there. Now, you might think that, you know, good news for Detroit Lake is good news for every reservoir, especially in Western Oregon. But you have a story that says that's not necessarily the case. So how are Oregon's reservoirs doing more generally? Well, I mean, they're doing good in the places where they're allowed to fill. This is an interesting year in the Willamette Basin, because this year the Army Corps of Engineers is actually planning to bring four of their reservoirs to extreme low water levels. And this isn't something that's happened much before. And so at Green Peter, at Lookout Point, at Cougar and Fall Creek Reservoirs, they're basically going to be turning reservoirs into rivers in some cases. And that is to allow endangered wild spring Chinook salmon to more easily pass through the dams. Like when the reservoir level's low, look, the fish can find those openings in the in the gates and get through. There's a lot going on there. Um, I wouldn't presume to get it all here. I have a long story about it. But the bottom line is that it'll mean very little access at those reservoirs. Many of the boat ramps won't be accessible. The campsites will be far from the water. So it's a it's a big deal at those reservoirs. Um, and so it'll be a pretty different experience up there. Hmm. Interesting. Zach, thank you so much for this. Yeah, thank you. Zach Ernest is a reporter with the Statesman Journal. All right, so expanding on that last part. The part about the four reservoirs being drawn down to historically low levels. Now, again, that's going to happen at Green Peter, Lookout Point, Fall Creek, and Cougar. Those are mostly outside of Eugene, with Green Peter being closer to Sweet Home and Albany. And the reason is that this is kind of a last-ditch attempt to save wild, endangered spring Chinook in the upper Willamette Basin. They've been endangered since 1999, and this happened after environmental groups, including the Native Fish Society, sued the Army Corps of Engineers to make these changes under the Federal Endangered Species Act. Their point is that wild Chinook numbers have declined to 4,000 to 7,000 fish per year, and that's down from historic totals in the hundreds of thousands. So why is the Corps lowering these levels so much? Well, basically, it's to complete this very odd and complex life cycle of wild salmon with these 13 dams blocking their best spawning grounds. So here's how it works. For the few wild fish there are left, and keep in mind there are hatchery salmon in these rivers as well, I'm not really referencing them, but for the wild fish, biologists with the Army Corps of Engineers actually collect them at the bottom of the dams when they migrate up. They put them in special trucks and they drive them around the dam and release them into the much better spawning grounds in the upper rivers. So that's rivers like the South Fork Mackenzie, Fall Creek, 
Courtsville Creek, the Middle Sanium River, streams like that. There's just much better spawning habitat above the dam. So they drive them up there. So they're up there and these wild fish spawn. But when their offspring hatch, they swim downstream and they're headed to the ocean, but they hit these reservoirs. And a lot of them get stuck because they can't figure out, you know, with these reservoirs being hundreds of feet deep, how to get downstream and through those dams. The fish, you know, fish are surface oriented. They're looking for that current to go with the flow. And if they can't find it because the reservoir is too deep, well, they don't make it. So to help them, the Corps is now being ordered to basically turn some of these reservoirs into rivers so that the fish can find these outlets near the base of the dams, get downstream in greater numbers. There's a pretty major downside to that. And it basically means that for these four reservoirs, they are going to stop being lakes for recreation that a lot of Oregonians love. The water levels will be so low that for big parts of the year, all the boat ramps at these reservoirs will be unusable. The, the campgrounds will be a long way from the water. And I'm not sure people are going to want to go there much. And that's a problem, especially in places like Sweet Home, where a lot of people love going up to Green Peter to, to fish, to motorboat, to water ski, to swim and camp. It's a real thing. It's a real thing for tourism. And it's just this immense challenge of weighing the value of wild fish surviving against the value of tourism and recreation. People come down on very different sides of that argument. And that's kind of what is being navigated now. I should add that the classic fish ladders that work in other dams across the state just don't work in the Willamette Valley because those dams are too high. They're designed primarily for flood control. Like that's why these dams exist in the first place is to stop catastrophic floods in the Willamette Valley cities. But that just makes it really tough to add fish passage systems. It's something they're working on, but it's, you know, million dollar systems to, to do that. So for now, this is the solution that they have come up with. I'll add in closing a few things. This action isn't supposed to impact drinking water or stream flows in the Willamette River. And this issue isn't going away. The Corps is putting together a master plan for how to manage these 13 dams and reservoirs in the Willamette Basin for future years. So anyway, if you're heading out to Detroit and you see this nice full lake, and then you head down to Cougar or Greenpeter and see basically an empty lake, that's what's going on. Okay, we're going to end here with a message from our sponsors. We've got some fun podcasts coming up, and if you haven't listened to our latest on the glory of the Crooked River, which we just released, make sure to check that out. Anyway, thanks for your support and listening to the Explore Oregon podcast. Here's some messages from our sponsors. I'm Sarah Gafori with American Forest Resource Council, and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. I moved to Oregon because of my love for the outdoors. It also inspired me to go to law school and pursue a career in environmental law. At AFRC, I have the pleasure of advocating for science-based forest management throughout the West. Protecting our public lands helps achieve important conservation goals, including clean air, clean water, and robust wildlife habitat. It also helps provide renewable, climate-friendly wood products that we all depend on. We strongly believe that active management of our public lands is the right thing to do for the environment, for the economy, and for our future. Learn more about AFRC at amforest.org.
message is brought to you by Visit Tillamook Coast. Beginning in the spring of 2023, the Tillamook Coast Visitors Association is excited to announce a volunteer vacation program that will bring groups from inside or outside Tillamook County to lend a hand in stewardship programs while also having a good time. One example of an itinerary would be spending one day clearing invasive brush or working on a hiking trail, while the next day could include a guided hike or kayak trip, the type of activity that highlights the Tillamook area and shows why doing stewardship projects is so important. All meals and transportation are included for the groups that take part, which will ideally be between 8 and 12 people. The experience is free for those who take part. The program is designed to offer participants the opportunity to give back to our popular area, while also learning the vital role stewardship plays in preserving our natural places. The program website will launch in March, so stay tuned for that. But if you want more information or to sign up early, contact Dan Hag, and you can reach him at dan at tillamookcoast, all one word, dot com. 